The following podcast may contain spoilers for the Harry Potter series as well as adult language theme and content. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Broomsticks and Braille, Harry Potter fan fiction. My name is JJ, I'm excited to be here as ever, and I'm super excited for tonight because I'm finally able to read the fanfic that I wanted to last week, so I've had a good weekend and I'm ready to go. The only announcement I have is just a reminder that if you would like to get in touch with me, um, you can email me at broomsticksandbraillehpff at gmail.com. That's broomsticksandbraille, B-R-A-I-L-L-E, H-P-F-F at gmail.com. Alright, that is all I've got, so let's get into the fanfic of the week. This week's episode features one of my favorite, favorite fanfics of all time. Um, written by one of my favorite fanfic authors of all, t- of all time. Favorite Harry Potter fanfic authors of all time. Um, it was written back in 2005, so it's a pretty golden oldie um, by fanfic standards. Uh, so this was, let's see, I think book six was out and we were still waiting for book seven at that point. So um, the whole ending to the series wasn't completely sure, but I think even if it was, I have, well, I don't know. I have a feeling this author still would have been writing, but I'm not sure. Um, which I'll explain in a minute. But the story is called Every Snoopin Ever Written, and it's by the Treacle Tart. So first off, the title, uh, Snoopin, S-N-U-P-I-N, is the fandom's pet name for the romantic relationship between Severus Snape and Remus Lupin. So Snoopin. Um, and then the treacle tart is uh, a reference to Harry Potter's favorite dessert at Hogwarts, which I thought was adorable. So um, so this author, the treacle tart, has written about 63 uh, fanfics that are published on fanfic.net. I think they might also be on LiveJournal. I think I saw them there once. Um that there were 63 on fanfic.net when I first started reading fanfic in 2013 and it's still 63. So I'm not sure if they still write and maybe they moved to another platform. I'm not sure. Um, but the 63 that I've read by them are just brilliant, 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 brilliant. Some of them are really deep. Some of them are just hilarious. Some of them are absurd. There's a lot. I just think this author is so talented. Um, also, this fic is one of my favorites because it is a fanfic about fanfic. So the characters, um, it's Snape and Remus's wedding, and uh, a bunch of the characters are musing about how the hell did these two get together. And in doing so, they basically highlight every Snoopin ever written. <laughs> so... Um, I really enjoy it. I'm really going to enjoy reading it. This was the one I was hoping to do last week, and I've been so excited to do it. Um, I will say that this fanfic is way more mature than the ones I've read in the past. It's very adult, has a lot of adult humor. Um, So, listener discretion advised. And I think that's all I have to say about this one. So, I hope you all enjoy 
Every Snoopin Ever Written by the Treacle Tart. Champagne bottles, hundreds of them, lay empty and strewn about a few dozen tables. The charm used to keep the flowers fresh had worn off so that everything was covered in a layer of white and red rose petals. The string quartet had long since packed up and left the great hall of Hogwarts silent. All the toasts had been said. All the cake had been eaten. Remus Lupin and Severus Snape had departed for a honeymoon that would take them around the world, and all that remained as the night waned and sunrise beckoned mere hours away were a few guests drinking the last bit of wine and musing over the grandest party in Hogwarts history. I still don't get it. Harry Potter said before taking a long sip of Merlot from the glass he held tightly in his hands. Where have you been the last twelve hours? Ron Weasley replied, an arm slumped over his eyes, shielding them from the light of a thousand candles still floating through the air. Oh, I saw it. I just don't get it. Harry finished off the Merlot and filled and refilled it with Chardonnay from one of the nearby bottles. I saw the bonding ceremony. I saw them kiss. I saw them dance. Oh, I saw, for the love of all things, Gryffindor. I saw Remus grab Snape's bony arse. He shivered and clutched to a hand to his stomach as the wine turned menacingly within. I couldn't for the life of me tell you what Remus sees in him. But damn it, if they weren't both of them happy. Professor Snape was more than just happy. Hermione Granger added, her fingers twirling a bit of Neville Longbottom's hair. He was practically glowing. I've never seen him look so handsome. At this, Neville nearly choked on his drink, a mixture of three different wines from bottles he'd felt compelled to polish off. Handsome? That's going a bit far, isn't it? He was handsome, Luna Lovegood added as she crushed flower petals into her glass, with equal parts fire whiskey and butterbeer for use later that week in her search for the elusive prickly-backed bandersnut. His hair was so shiny. Greasy. Not shiny. Greasy, Harry snorted. And it was always greasy. Tonight it was just neat and greasy as opposed to stringy and greasy. His eyes were bright, Luna continued. Strung up on some potion, most likely. He stood tall and very proud. Like he had a glass rod shoved up his hairy, Hermione warned. Oh, all right, fine. He looked very nearly human. It still doesn't explain to me how this could have happened. I mean, I'm not one to deny anyone the occasional shag. You want to shag one person exclusively, that's fine too. But married? Bonded even? That's insane. Why would anyone voluntarily attach themselves to Snape for a lifetime? Wizards live long lives, you know. They're both pretty young. We're talking decades here, at least. What's your problem, Potter? Draco Malfoy drawled, lifting his head slightly to glare at Harry from where he lay atop a table, surrounded by the wall of champagne flutes that Ginny Weasley had built around him. Is it that your precious werewolf is with Snape at all, or that they got married and made it permanent? Oh, come on. Like, I'm not the only one in the room baffled at how anyone could decide to spend the rest of their life with Severus Snape willingly. 
There has to be a reason of some sort. A reason? Yes, you bloody great wanker, a reason! Some sort of motive before it all. Some rationale to explain how someone like Remus could tolerate the overgrown bat. Well, since you mentioned great wankers, perhaps Snape's carrying around a, um, mighty staff. Luna looked up. You mean like a special wand? In a manner of speaking, Draco snickered. Harry stuffed his fingers in his ears. I'm not hearing this. It would be a reason, and not such a bad one, Ron added. No, it wouldn't, Harry snapped. Wouldn't it be a bad reason? No. Wait, what? No. It's no reason at all. Harry's face turned a rather dark shade of red as he glowered at Ron. There's something more sinister afoot here. Afoot! Luna squealed happily, to which Ginny let out a giggle that was far louder than she intended. That is a good reason. Can we get this discussion back on track? Harry gave Luna his best death glare. I still contend that there has to be a logical explanation for how these two got together. I refuse to believe it just happened because Snape was... Ooh, I can't even say it. Try as you might, you can't deny chemistry, Potter. Draco happily informed him. Your precious Lupin couldn't take his eyes off of Severus all night. You have, you'd have to be blind not to see that they were very into one another. But how did they even get to that point? It seems like only yesterday that they hated each other enough to tear one another apart. Ugh, limb by wretched limb. Harry said that last bit wistfully. It probably didn't take much to get them started. Maybe Lupin walked in on Severus naked or in the bath and he liked what he saw. Draco said with a smirk. Are you trying to kill me? Harry squeaked. Harry, Hermione said sympathetically. Exactly what type of reason are you looking for? I don't know. Something that makes sense. I mean, if that ridiculous law got passed, the one that said all werewolves have to have an owner and Snape took advantage of that... Draco's head snapped up again. Why would he have to take advantage? Maybe he did it to spare Lupin the humiliation. Are you saying there is such a law? Luna's eyes went wide. No, you twit. But I am wondering why it had to be that Severus was taking advantage of Lupin. It might just be that he did it to spare Lupin. Severus isn't evil, you know. Sure about that? Ron quipped. Draco waved his hand dismissively. Well, not all the time. Not when it really counts. He saved the height of everyone in this room at least once. I can see his deciding that Lupin didn't deserve to be treated poorly and took it upon himself to help. There's a heart in there somewhere. Shriveled and black and oozing. Harry! Hermione yelled. What if, Draco continued, unperturbed, Snape married Lupin to save him from some ridiculous ministry edict? The Ministry is always looking for new and exciting ways to harass people like Lupin. It's a bleeding hobby of some of them. Ron snorted. <laughs> Quidditch, basket weaving, oppressing entire races of innocent people. Exactly. Maybe something got past we didn't hear about, and Severus decided to do something about it. Whether you think so or not, Severus can't tolerate unfair treatment. He's had to... 
He's had to deal with it enough in his own life. It is possible he did it out of the kindness of his shriveled black heart. Harry was still not convinced. More likely Snape realized he would be spending the rest of his miserable life alone and figured Remus was the only person who would have him. Remus was always too nice for his own good. Let me see if I understand you, Potter. Snape, a world-renowned potions master, a war hero, order of Merlin and the like, decides he wants a boyfriend and his only option is a shabby werewolf with a patched cardigan and three chocolate bars to his name. Remus is a catch, Harry insisted. Ah, oh, of course, shabby chic is in, Draco replied with a yawn. A wonder I didn't see it before. Maybe they started an affair while Lupin taught here in her. Th oh, maybe they started an affair while Lupin taught here in her third year. Hermione said dreamily. Ginny snorted. Not that again. What do you mean again? Ron asked. Ginny rolled her eyes. That was a favorite theory among the girls in my dorm that year. They were convinced that the open hatred was really just used to hide the fact that they were shagging. Everyone figured Snape to be a kinky bastard, and they hoped Remus was as well. Can't you just see Snape with whips and chains and ball gags, cock rings, hot wax, clamps and screws and double-sided? All right, Hermione, Ginny interrupted before Hermione's list made Harry's head burst into flames. We get the point. I really wonder what you read sometimes. I think it's important to be well-versed on a variety of topics, Hermione said with a blush reddening her face. Draco snickered. One never knows when one has to deliver an impromptu speech on S&M techniques preferred by werewolves and the potions masters who beat them. Oh, stuff it, Malfoy. Thanks for the offer, Granger, but you're not my type. Do we know who invented the wolfsbane? Ginny asked suddenly. Draco turned to look up at her. Why? Maybe Snape invented it. He's certainly capable enough. And maybe Remus found out about it, and he was just grateful. If you're grateful, you send a note, some flowers, maybe a box of chocolates. You don't shag someone, Harry retorted. What about blowjobs? Draco asked. No. Handjobs? Absolutely not. Remind me never to do you any favors, Potter. Fine then. Maybe Snape was the one who needed to get married, and Remus volunteered to help him out. Ginny offered, placing the last champagne placing the last champagne flute atop a pyramid just above Draco's head. Why would Snape need to marry? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's some ridiculous pureblood thing. Mum and Dad are always bringing up some archaic rite that we're supposed to participate in. Last year, Mum tried to get me to cut all my hair off and burn it in a fertility ritual. Fertility ritual? What, there aren't enough of you? She wants grandkids. Two of her sons are gay and another's undecided. One doesn't want kids. One wants to wait until he's much older and the other is Percy. But that's not really the point of this discussion, is it? Sorry, Weaselet. What is the point of this discussion? Everyone paused for a moment as they tried to remember the point of what they were discussing. Ron, who was now curled in his side in the fetal position, yawned and sputtered, uh, Snape? Married, pure blood rituals. Right, Ginny spurted. Maybe it's some pure blood rule that says he has to be married by a certain age. Or maybe someone cursed him like Voldemort or a jealous Death Eater. 
Maybe it was his abusive father or his cold, heartless mother. You've met his parents? Hermione asked. No, I'm playing the odds that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'd take that bet, Ron mumbled, Ron mumbled sleepily. Anyway, Ginny continued, maybe he had to do it or he'd lose his estate. Now he has an estate? Ron interrupted his sister without looking up. Sure, Snape Manor or something. Can't you just see it? Dark and gothic with pointy spires and stained glass windows. Magnificent, but poorly kept because he can't get to his inheritance since his family just owned him for siding with Dumbledore. He hates returning to it and the memories it holds, but he can't deny his past. And Remus shows up and offers to marry him to save the home of his ancestors. You've been reading those books again, haven't you? Hermione cut in. The ones with the overly handsome wizards with impossibly chiseled chins and huge bulges in their trousers and the witches clutching them for dear life with their robes torn open, exposing huge bulbous breasts. Yes, actually, I have. Do you want them back? Everyone turned to Hermione. Er, no, that's... Hey, what if Snape discovered an all-out cure for lycanthropy, but he's making Remus marry him in order to get it? Selfish prick. Ron sneered as he slung his arm back over his eyes again. Harry, however, seemed to think the idea was pure genius. Yeah, he said, his eyes sparkling. He's a potions master, after all, and one of the few who could brew the wolfsbane. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch for him to develop a cure, and he forced Remus to marry him in order to get it. Why would he do that? Draco asked. Because he hates Remus and wants to make him suffer. And what's more painful than tons of wanton sex? Exactly, Harry beamed with pride. Listen, Scarhead, while I don't disagree with you that when it comes to you, sex is torture, it's pretty good for the rest of us. And if Severus truly wanted to make Lupin's life miserable, he would find other ways to do it. He's creative that way. Especially when it comes to persecution. The man's a bloody virtuoso. It could have to do with a potion, though, Hermione pointed out. Snape is always experimenting. Maybe he needed a werewolf part for a potion. Hair, blood, saliva, semen, Ron added, to which everyone in the room shuddered. Empty glasses were soon refilled. Ginny, not content with her recent stint in architecture and completely out of champagne flutes, walked over to Harry, sat on his lap, grabbed his wine, and practically inhaled the contents of the glass before she spoke. Maybe they got captured during the war. Wouldn't we know if they got captured? Hermione asked. Maybe. Maybe not. Might have been a really super secret mission and they hushed the whole thing up. Harry quirked his eyebrow. So what? They went on a mission together and between dodging hexes they decided they should be shagging? It would be more complicated than that, I think. They were probably cursing each other while throwing hexes. Their bickering made them careless, and they got captured. That I could believe, he said with a smirk. They found themselves locked together in some dreary, musty, decrepit dungeon, she continued. Draco laughed. <laughs> and this is different for Severus because? And full moon was about to sh rise, Ginny said, picking up momentum. Inconvenient that, Ron added. Voldemort locked him up together. Figuring Lupin would tear Snape to shreds when he transformed. 
Draco gave her a withering look. Why not just kill them outright? Because Voldemort was a sick bastard who planned elaborate and incredibly convoluted schemes to torment anyone who opposed him, thus making all escape attempts highly dramatic and rather exciting. Oh yeah, right. Draco agreed and laid his head back down. Carry on. This is fascinating. Rescue seemed unlikely, being that they were on a super-secret mission, and no one knew their whereabouts. Ginny prattled on. Of course, Hermione muttered. Shut it. She's on a roll, Draco muttered back. But Lupin knows of one thing that could save them. They must become mates. Harry nearly threw her out of his lap. What? Why? Because we're mo- because werewolves don't kill their mates, Ginny explained. Do we know that for sure? I mean, wolves mate for life, but has anyone gotten close enough to a live werewolf to make to know for certain if that's true? It's all we've got to go on. Work with me here. Harry slid his hands under his glasses and began to rub his eyes. Fine. So they shag or die. Is that what you're telling me? It could have happened that way. It's as good as a, it's as good as any guess. It could have something to do with the mission, though, Hermione said thoughtfully. They both went on enough of them. Maybe all that time alone and all that peril brought them together. Think of all that adrenaline. The blood rushing through their veins, the heat rising from their sweaty... Hermione! Hmm? Sorry, did you say something? Ginny smirked. As I was saying, it is possible that some forced circumstances did the trick. Maybe one was caught by the Death Eaters and the other rescued him. It wouldn't take much for two people to get together after that. I could see Remus rushing in to save Snape, Harry said proudly. Sorry to burst your bubble, Potter, Draco began, but chances are that if anyone did any saving, it would be Snape. Why? Because of his generous nature? No, because he was the one doing most of the spying, and it is far more likely that Remus got himself captured and Snape had to blow his cover to save his sorry ass. Harry's eyes narrowed. It's more likely that Voldemort saw through his ridiculous cover and Snape helped him get out of trouble. It is also likely that the only one who gave enough of a damn to do anything about it was Remus. But neither happened, Hermione interjected. Snape's cover was never blown and Remus was never captured. Maybe they used Remus as a way to test Snape, Ginny threw in. Maybe Voldemort wanted to test Snape's fidelity, captured Remus, and forced Snape to torture him. Remus was never captured, Hermione repeated. Draco gave a twisted smile. Maybe he tortured Lupin, and Lupin liked it. Remus was never captured, Hermione hollered. What's the point of talking about things that never happened? You might as well say that one nursed the other back to health from some critical injury, when we know that neither one was hurt that badly. Or that one lost his sight to his ability to do magic and the other helped him cope. Why not just say they got together because Voldemort won the war and they ran off together for their own safety? Can you imagine if Voldemort had won the war? Luna said. Hermione screamed and knocked her own head against the tabletop really hard, repeatedly. Luna, not seeing this as unusual behavior, Hermione often did this in her company, prattled on. What if Snape was working for him all along, and Voldemort gave Remus to him as a gift for his loyalty? 
That's just sick. Harry was visibly green. I like it, said Draco. You would. Oh, come on, Potter. If you could have gifted Snape to Remus as a reward, wouldn't you have done it? Wouldn't you love to humiliate him like that by making him a pet? What the bloody hell are you talking about? You're the one who can't think or imagine anything romantic between them. Why do these ideas sound so ridiculous? Harry snorted. Because Voldemort did not win the war. He's currently a pile of dust. Secondly, I would never make a gift of one human being to another. Are those ideas any more absurd than anything else we've mentioned? Well, why not just say that Remus bought Snape at an auction or snogged him during a game of truth or dare? <laughs> like that would ever happen. Like Snape would allow himself to be auctioned off. And I don't think he's ever played a game of truth or dare in his life, except for pin the tail on the Gryffindor. And that was only for special occasions. Do we know if Snape plays an instrument? Hermione asked unexpectedly, causing everyone in the room to freeze and turn to face her. What? Harry was beginning to wonder if Hermione had done more than drink a bit of wine. The violin, maybe? Or the piano? The pan flute? Anything? And why would that make a difference? I don't know, she shrugged. Musicians always seem sexier. I mean, even the ugliest seem to get shagged pretty regularly. Draco laughed. Music does soothe the savage beast. Maybe he sang to his little werewolf. Maybe Remus sang to Snape, Ginny added. He does sing quite what nicely. You heard him sing? Karaoke. Okay, I'm stopping you right there, Hermione jumped in. I refuse to believe Remus Lupin sang karaoke. You were there, Ginny insisted. I was? You started it. After two butterbeers with a fire whiskey chaser, you got up on the table and started singing I Am Woman. Oh, right. Carry on, then. That's it, Ron sat up. Look, you lot. My vote is that they got very, very drunk, shagged because it felt good, and decided to keep shagging as neither really had anything going on. Remus, being a werewolf, got very little action. Snape, being a prig bastard, got less. They had nothing to lose, really, so they shagged happily ever after. The end. Now that's romantic. Weasley, you have quite a gift for narrative. Draco gave Ron a wink. Ron tried to wink back, but being so loaded only managed to scrunch his eyelids in a hard drink blink. Harry shook his head. No, no, no. There's more to it. Snape did something to Remus. Yes, he did. He shagged him. Many, many times, Draco called out. God, I hate you. Draco blew Harry a kiss. None of that. Or else we're going to start thinking of ways you two could get together. And that could take weeks to organize. The Quidditch scenarios alone might take days, said Ron, as he got up and walked to where Draco was lying. And I still say they got drunk. Ginny shook her head in an effort to will away the headache that was forming. <sighs> Look, while we are going around with theories, can I just say I would rather not discuss anything that has to do with Snape being a vampire or Lupin being pregnant? Have you gone insane? Harry's expression clearly said that Ginny had indeed gone insane. No, Ginny replied. 
I just see the direction this conversation is heading, and I have ingested an appalling amount of alcohol. I need to stop the nightmares before they start. Do you follow? All right. As long as I don't have to hear how they were in love since their school days, Ron replied. Why? Because they hated each other. But why did they hate each other? Hermione asked as she moved to Luna's lap for no other reason than it was available. I mean, wouldn't it stand to reason that all that hate is really masking years of pent-up passion? Years of animosity and backbiting built up to a fevered frenzy? Things get really heated one night. Then they fight and wands aren't enough, so they resort to fists. Soon they are tumbling all over the floor, grasping at each other, ripping clothes, exposing flesh, and then... Well, it makes sense. No, it does not. Like that would ever happen. What kind of ridiculous presumption is that? Ron said with a laugh. Draco looked up. I wouldn't be so quick to answer, Weasley. Not if you have any hopes of getting laid ever again. It does make an awful lot of sense, if you think about it. Ron agreed quickly. You are wise beyond your years, Weasel. Thanks for noticing, Ferret. Enough with the pet names, Harry exclaimed quickly, placing his hands over his ears. Now I'm going to have nightmares. If I could kindly redirect your attention to the topic at hand, may I say that you are all way off. I bet Snape polyjuiced himself to look like someone Remus trusted to get him to spill his guts, and now he has all this information and is blackmailing him into marrying him. Ah, good old blackmail. Now that's a lovely thought, Draco said dreamily. I can just see it. Lupin comes across some files or paperwork that implicates Severus in something or other, and Lupin threatens to expose him to the world. Nothing says lifetime commitment quite like coercion. Harry snarled. More like Snape came across Remus's private papers or a diary even, and is using the information to force Remus to marry him. So, your werewolf has a checkered past. I didn't say that. Then what would he have to hide? Will you two quit it? Wonk griped. Can't we just go back to my night of drunken debauchery scenario? It's really the most pleasant. No, they were forced to spend some time together all alone at Grimald Place, someone shouted. They were accidentally bonded together in a potions accident, another offered. One inadvertently drank an aphrodisiac. One purposefully drank an aphrodisiac. One had amnesia and the other helped him remember. One obliviated the other and helped him forget. They were forced to make peace for the sake of the war. They were quarantined in the infirmary with nothing but scrabble, a deck of cards, and no will to live. Someone threw something at Ron. I've got it, Luna blurted out her eyes going buggier than usual, indicating she had an idea or she had sat on something sharp. Maybe Snape started a hobby, like, oh, I don't know, photography. Muggle photography, even. Then he starts snapping these pictures all around the school, and he happens to catch Snape in one of those private moments. Maybe he sees him differently, you know? Maybe he even gets obsessed and starts taking a bunch of pictures, but only of Remus. And Remus accidentally finds out about the, photog the photographs, and Snape spills his guts in a really overdone speech. Then they both discover that they have 
changed over the years and that they really want to be with each other and they shag in a far too quick and imprudent manner. Oh, like that could ever happen. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's it. You're cut off. No more booze for you. It's just a thought. No need to get all snippy. Neville, Ron called. You've been terribly quiet. Got any theories? Neville looked up with a very shrewd look on his face and looked at everyone in the room in turn. Very plainly, he said, Imperious. Everyone just stared at him. Brilliant! That's the answer! How could we have not have seen it? Just then, Albus Dumbledore entered the hall and surveyed the scene before him with a twinkle in his eye. Good lord, Draco explained. What? Ron asked. He's twinkling. I hate it when he twinkles. It never means anything good for a Slytherin. Making sure no wine bottle goes unturned, he said as Ginny hiccuped, and Hermione raised her fingers as she counted how many headmasters were addressing them. She was up to three when Harry spoke up. Headmaster, he began, perhaps you could help settle th- something for us. Do you know how Remus and Snape got together? Dumbledore smiled and answered with a small shrug. Oh, I don't suppose this story is an unusual one. Two people, both alone in the world, both living with secrets and altered their lives, both dark creatures in their own way. It isn't too difficult to imagine what they found in each other. Understanding, I suppose, solace, acceptance. Their lives intertwined throughout a history that spanned decades. They already shared so much. The rest seemed inevitable, I think. I like to believe that Remus was able to break through Severus's walls, got him to lower his mask, and helped him understand the beauty that life has to offer. That there is good in the world. In turn, I also like to think that Severus offered Remus a link to his past, freedom from fear of rejection when his condition was discovered. Someone who challenged him. Someone who understood him. I like to think they fell in love. Draco dropped his head on Ron's shoulder, and his fingers drew small circles on his leg. Harry put his arms around Ginny and dropped a small kiss on her forehead. Hermione pressed her forehead to Neville's and whispered something only he could hear. I see it is a concept you were all somewhat familiar with, Dumbledore said with a smile. He turned with a bow and made to leave the great hall. Headmaster, Ron called. Dumbledore turned to face him. Is it possible they got very, very drunk? Dumbledore twirled the tip of his beard in his long fingers. Anything is possible, Mr. Weasley. I rest my case, Ron said proudly, just before he passed out. That was fun. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed every snoop and ever written by the treacle tart. Um, that was a lot of fun. So uh, I just want to reflect on this fanfic and just some themes in it. And also just the, my process of 
reading it. Um, so as far as themes go, so like I said before, this is a fanfic that um, is where the characters are making a commentary on fanfic itself. So as you notice, there was a lot of just crazy, crazy ideas about how the hell Remus and Snape got together. Everything from, uh, you know, Remus and uh, Snape had to get married or Remus had to get married and, you know, the other got married uh, to fulfill that, to aphrodisiacs, to potions accidents, to an exciting capture, um, all kinds of everything going on. And at this, when this fanfic was written, like, historically speaking, the, um, fan, Harry Potter fanfiction was still pretty new. And so there were a lot, I, I don't know, I feel like fanfic might have gotten slightly more tame since then. And then again, I could just be imagining things. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there were, there, that's the beauty of fanfic is everyone was discovering, whoa, we can do anything. Male wizards can get pregnant. Uh, people can get captured, even though it never happened in the books. Anything goes. And that's like, I think that's the beauty of fanfic. And in this fic itself, like, some of the couples can make you go, huh? Um, one of my favorites is actually Ron Weasley and Draco Malfoy. It's totally like, how would that even happen? How would those two even get together? And a lot of authors pull it off really well. I honestly find it somewhat more plausible than Harry Draco, which that's, I think, uh, Harry Draco, I'm pretty sure is the most popular pairing in Harry Potter fan fiction. I don't know why. Well, I'm starting to get why, but I know when I first started reading fanfic, I was like, who the hell puts those two together? It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so there was just a lot in this fanfic that was a commentary on a commentary on an allegory. I don't know. But um, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and actually, the treacle tart also featured one of their stories in here. So when Luna was uh, uh, hypothesizing that um, maybe Snape had a, f a photography habit, or a photo a habit, wow, um, a photography hobby, um, and caught Remus in a private moment and just really loved taking pictures of him, and that's how they got together. That's actually one of the Treacle Tarts stories um, that's published on fanfic.net. It's called Still Life, and it's another really good uh, Remus Severus fic. So um, I just, I love the commentary in here. It's, I love it. So um, as far as reading it, oh my gosh, I've had fun. I feel like I may have bitten off a little bit more than I could chew in terms of, you know, I've just, I'm pretty new to reading. And so this was a lot to, to, to take in. I mean, I had eight different voices I had to come up with. Um, and I wasn't sure how I was going to do that in the beginning. Like I had Draco have this really drawling, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Really heavy drawling voice in an American accent and but then it was hard to tell the difference between that and Ron with the with the drunken Ron voice so I ended up giving um Draco an English accent which 
slightly ruined the drawing effect. I still don't know if I like it or not, <laughs> but, um, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, yeah, and just putting all the voices together, I, I hope the differences between, like, Ginny and Hermione came through, because that was definitely hard, but it, it's been really fun to play with, um, different voices and different styles, and, um, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's also a voice actor, and I, I don't, consider myself a voice actor necessarily but I was talking to my friend and you know she pointed it she told me it's not about you got to be authentic rather than accurate and I definitely there were a couple parts in here I was not accurate like I slipped up on words or whatever um but I you know I was having fun and um and then also I read somewhere you know like you could have all the voices ever but if you if you're not acting like you're just reading. So I, I learned a lot in terms of voice acting and, and narration this week, um, or, or the last couple of weeks, I guess I should say, since I decided to do this fanfic. Um, and it was a lot of fun to just, you know, play with the different voices, play with what sounded great, even real realizing my own narrator voice, like what that sounded like, in it, as opposed to all the other voices. So really, I had nine voices I had to come up with. Um, so I, it was just a blast to do this, um, this fanfic. So the Trickle Tart, wherever you are, I, I, I hope you enjoy my narration of your fanfic as much as I enjoy the fic itself. Um, yeah, so voices were fun, acting was fun, clearly it's time for me to go to bed, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, you know, as usual, I, I hope you all enjoyed this a lot. Um, would love to hear some comments, some feedback, all that good stuff. Uh, so that's what we got for this week's uh, fanfic of the week. That's it for this week's episode of Broomsticks and Braille, Harry Potter fan fiction. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. Um, please uh, subscribe if you haven't already, share, tell your friends about it, uh, post it, you know, on social media, uh, anything. And like, as I said, feel free to send me messages at broomsticksandbraillehpff at gmail.com. Broomsticks and Braille, B-R-A-I-L-L-E hpff at gmail.com I'm gonna make y'all know how to spell braille by the end of this <laughs> um also I just wanted to announce that next week uh will be a little bit more serious uh, I know the last what three episodes I've, I've kept things pretty light and funny um next week is gonna be a little bit more serious a little bit heavier and also I'm excited to announce that I'm going to be reading an original fanfiction next week. Um, I've decided to write my own uh, fanfic and post it on Archive of Our Own and probably fanfic.net. Well, probably fanfic.net, definitely Archive of Our Own. Um, so that way I can advertise this podcast to, you know, people who actually have established listening to Harry Potter fanfic. So, um, next week I will read my own original fic, and as I said, I have, um, a handful of Harry Potter fan fictions that I've written, 
um, that a couple of them I'll definitely be featuring as we go forward. Um, but yeah, so next week, look forward to a, an original fan fiction, um, written and read by me and, uh, a little bit more serious, heavier tone. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening as always. And remember, of course it is happening inside your head, but why on earth should that mean that it is not real? Have a great week, everybody.